Welcome to the Best of Seven Podcast. It's your host, Mike Jones. Before we get into the show, be sure to subscribe and download Best of Seven Podcast on SoundCloud. Be sure to follow us on IG. You can DM us at best underscore of underscore seven podcast or at Mizzy underscore Mike J. We're going to get into some Laker talk. Uh, we're going to talk about the Clippers. We're also going to get into some other NBA storylines. We're going to get into the race for the seventh and eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. We're also going to talk about some WNBA and some the NFL. Before I get into all that, before I get into the show, let's talk about YouTube TV. Can I, can, I, can I talk about YouTube TV for a second? So I got in on YouTube TV when it began, right? It was around $45, and that was pretty low. That was a pretty cheap price point. YouTube TV didn't have a whole lot of programming. However, I didn't mind it because, one, the price point was amazing, and two, they really carried a lot of the, the main stuff that I required, especially sports, of course. You know, the usual ESPN, Fox Sports. Um, also, I had my news channels and I could get my locals. So since I've had YouTube TV, yo, the price has gone up twice. The first time it went up to about $50. And I said to myself, I'm like, okay, that's cool. $50, that's not a big deal. It's not a real huge jump trying to be understanding, trying to know like, hey, this is part of the business. You know, it, it costs money to run a service, of course. Again, I, I thought that they would hold true to the fact that they came in at such a low price point. They get so much, so much revenue from advertising. Yo, these dudes, they raised the price again. And they were like, oh, well, our subscribers are cool with that. I'm like, I thought the whole point was to appeal to people who wanted to keep their prices low. What I've noticed is with the price height, there are more channels now. They've added channels into the lineup. Now I'm seeing channels on there. I'm like, bro, I don't even watch this. So now I'm getting back into what I call the cable zone, where now I'm paying for channels that I don't even watch, like VH1. Uh, VH1 is still a channel. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know VH1 was still a channel. I didn't know MTV was still a channel. Apparently it is. Why? For what? Like people are still watching these networks. I I thought they I thought they'd kind of gone away. Who's watching this shit? YouTube somehow or so, for some reason believes that I like it and that I'm okay with the price hike. And I don't know. I, I might have to seek another service. So I don't know if you guys have any advice out there about a service that the price is low, the price is pretty much going to stay low. Hit me up. Let me know. Send me a DM at best underscore of underscore seven podcast. Let's get into it. NBA. NBA, man. So the Lakers, the Lakers have wrapped up the Western Conference. They have secured the number one spot in the West. However, they have not secured the overall number one spot in the NBA. Right now, I believe Milwaukee is still in the driver's seat by several games. Kudos to them. It's been a long absence for the Lakers away from the, the playoff scene. Um, certainly, they had 
high hopes and great ambitions when LeBron got to the team last year. This year, LeBron is back. He's healthy. We have Anthony Davis. Man, these guys, they, they look they look great. That game against the Clippers was, first of all, it was it was a great game. It's a great game against the Clippers. That, I believe, is the game that Lou Williams was out due to his uh, extracurricular activities. Um, having gone over there to that, that city that's magical. He went to that city that's magical down in Atlanta. Um, to get some wings, supposedly. But uh, either way, his leaving the bubble required that he quarantine for a longer period of time upon his return. Um, the Clippers, during that game, they were also without uh, Montrez Harrell and Patrick Beverly. So the Clippers were kind of shorthanded. The Lakers came out with the victory. LeBron did not play his best game for the first three quarters. Um, he contributed greatly in the fourth quarter, especially on defense. On defense, I believe the last possession, he locked down both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Like, that was – it's unfortunate. LeBron doesn't get enough credit for um, his defensive skills, his defensive prowess. Certainly, there were a couple years in there during the Miami years where he probably should have won defensive player of the year. But now – now uh, he's really got this team rolling. Had a slight hiccup. They had a slight hiccup against the Toronto Raptors. Anthony Davis, who did not show up for that game, um, he seemed to bring it back. He seemed to bring it back um, against the Utah Jazz. So the Lakers have clinched home court in the Western Conference. Um, don't know how effective that's going to be against a team, say, maybe the Clippers who most people are projecting to meet with the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I mean, again, they both play in L.A., but now they're not even in L.A. They are in Orlando, Florida, playing damn near, basically AAU ball in the bubble. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. I believe the Lakers are absolutely capable of winning it all. Other teams have showed promise. The Denver Nuggets, Houston Rockets, the Utah Jazz. They um, also, Oklahoma City Thunder and the Dallas Mavericks, they've also clinched um, playoff spots. However, the order is still being worked out um, because uh, we're, we still have several games to play. The final spot in the Western Conference is still being fought hard for. Right now, it's, it's looking like between the Memphis Grizzlies, the Portland Trailblazers, the San Antonio Spurs, and even the New Orleans Pelicans. And I'll tell you, these teams have been going hard. I believe a lot of that has to do with their circumstances. They're in the bubble. There's nowhere to go. There's not a whole, whole lot to do. These players get to hone in and focus in on their craft. And that's what we're seeing. That's that's the We are getting quality basketball amid uh, a pandemic, amid uh, certainly a, a situation that we are all not used to. The NBA has really tried to create this experience for the players that is genuine and familiar. We we have virtual crowds. Let me yeah, let's let's talk about the virtual crowds for a second. The virtual crowds. So the NBA has implemented a virtual crowd. 
What that means is you can go to your favorite team's webpage and sign up to be a part of their virtual crowd. I saw a note that says that it does require that you sit um, like about 30 minutes prior to the game. And that's just because they, they want to, they want to, using quotes here, they want to fill out the arena, you know, prior to the players getting on the court and the start of the game, which which is usually the case. Crowds are let into the arena about an hour or two prior to the game start. So they've sort of reintroduced that same aspect to the uh to the game environment. It's it's hilarious. We've seen plenty of fans have on masks and headbands and um that I believe signs are not allowed. They're not allowed to hold up signs, but certainly they have been just as entertaining as the games have been themselves. So kudos to the NBA for taking these steps. Uh, integrating technology, integrating the fans, continuing to make them a part of the experience. In terms of having professional sports amid the pandemic, the NBA is certainly leading the charge of all the pro sports at this time. So kudos to them um, for doing such a great job. We want to also uh, we want to take a look as well at the Eastern Conference. Orlando Magic has just passed Brooklyn. They just passed the Brooklyn Nets for the seventh spot. Brooklyn Nets are in the eighth spot. And the only other team in the bubble in the Eastern Conference that's uh, currently on the outside looking in is the Washington Wizards. So um, I think it's going to be very tough for the Wizards to make that playoff push and get into that, that final and eighth spot. They have struggled. They it has been a real struggle for the Washington Wizards. Um, no Bradley Beal. He opted out of going into the bubble, so they're without their leading score. Other players on the team, a lot of young players, are getting some time. They're getting on the court, but unfortunately, they're not able to translate that time into W's. Certainly, this is a this is a heck of a, of an experience for them, and hopefully. This experience will help to make them a better team um, in the long run. Brooklyn Nets, they, my team, the Brooklyn Nets, they cannot mess this up. Literally, they are on track to make the playoffs. They only have to stay ahead of the Washington Wizards. They, they got several games on them right now. They should be able to clinch the A spot, albeit with the losing record. It looks like we're going to make the playoffs. We're without any of our superstars. Um, however, I will say Carius LeVert, he has been balling. Um, last thing I want to do, talking about the Eastern Conference, of course, Milwaukee is leading the Eastern Conference, but I wanted to talk about the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors are on quite the tear. It's been reported that the Toronto Raptors have used this time um, in the bubble to really become very cohesive. Um, they have really sort of honed in. They've heard the noise from the outside. A lot of people saying, oh, you know, Kawhi Leonard left. What's the likelihood of this team returning back to the finals, let alone winning a championship? And they've really, they've really taken that in stride. Pascal Siakam is leading this team and scoring. Serge Ibaka is on the boards and 
um, there's a very good chance that we may see the Toronto Raptors return to the NBA Finals uh, this year. So don't be surprised. I said it. I'm not sure if I said it first. I'm not going to be the last person to say it. So be on the lookout for the Toronto Raptors. Be on the lookout for them. Continuing on with basketball, let's take a look at the WNBA. WNBA season has officially started. Some really good, interesting games have been on. I was fortunate enough to catch the Washington and Chicago game. Amazing basketball. Amazing, amazing team basketball. These, these women are out here scrapping for every single point. It went back and forth in the first half for a little bit. Um, however, in the end, the Chicago, Chicago Sky came out victorious. Truly, truly entertaining game. It was amazing. And man, you guys have to catch the WNBA when you guys get a chance. Um, also, Seattle over the LA Sparks. Uh, Candace Parker did not play her best game. And the Minnesota Lynx over uh, the Connecticut Sun. Uh, this past weekend. So WNBA news for you there. Guys, make sure that you tune in, catch these games. They ball hard. NFL football. I, I'm not sure that this is going to work. We've had many players, big name players, opt out of the season. Several players from the New England Patriots, Several other teams around the league, they've decided to opt out. They feel as though it's not worth the risk. The plan that has been put in place, you heard uh, episode one podcast, we discussed how literally the NFL went from having no plan at all to having, you know, this 100, 150 page document in place what, about a day or two before the Texans were supposed to report the training camp? I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what this season is going to look like. One of the things I noted was that the teams are allowed to have expanded rosters. So if the teams are allowed to have expanded rosters, they are allowed to have more people on the team so that they can account for Persons who may become positive for COVID-19 during the season. Obviously, those persons will have to sit out the games for a period of time. And so they want to ensure that teams have enough staff on hand to, to play the games. The NFL plans to model sort of what the MLB is doing. There's no bubble scenario. So there is no one or two or several locations where we are just going to host several teams. They still plan to fly and travel with their players every week, just as they had any other season. I don't know how successful they're going to be, especially now since we're having these COVID-19 outbreaks amongst a lot of the southern states within the country. I would love to see football. However, I feel as though they're going to have a hard time trying to uh, continue the season and put out a quality product, um, something that um, most fans are familiar with and used to. Speaking of NFL, Odell Beckham, 
Uh, I don't have the quote right in front of me at this time, so I'll paraphrase. He basically said, hey, we shouldn't play the season. We shouldn't play the season. Um, amidst everything that's going on, amidst the coronavirus, we shouldn't play the season. That that came from Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he, Odell, has yet to opt out. He does appear to not be opting out of the season. It's interesting, right? You know, his words not quite matching his actions. Look, listen, if he's going to play, he's going to play. The superstars, the ones who are making millions upon millions, um, they they have a very difficult choice to make. And it appears as though they don't have a lot of time to make that choice. I'm interested to see uh, how many more superstars decide to opt out of this NFL season. I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you concerned that your favorite player won't play this season? Be sure to hit us up. Let me know. Hit us up on IG. Let's discuss MLB briefly. MLB is having a hard time keeping players healthy. We've had several coronavirus outbreaks among different teams. I'm not sure they're going to finish the season. I don't wish... I don't wish, you know, bad or poor health on any athlete. I mean, athletes need their health. They need their bodies. They are, their bodies are their money makers, literally, right? It's like, like uh, some other people I'm thinking of who make money off their bodies. A uh, couple Instagram models out there that's really bankrolling. Anyway, so... MLB, I'm not sure that they're going to make it. Look, I'm not sure people really watching these games either. I'm really not sure people really watching these MLB games. Yo, they're long. These games are still long. They've been they've been talking about reducing the length of these games for a while. I think they put in a pitch clock so the pitcher can't take this just ignorant amount of time in between pitches, but... They need to do something else. The pace of the game itself is just very, 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 very slow. Very hard to track. I'm going to be sit here and be honest with you guys. I, I hardly watch live baseball games. I catch highlights. Being a Mets fan, it's not a lot of highlights for me to catch. Um, we're not doing necessarily much of anything. We got players like Cespedes who... Uh, the dude just opt out of the season in the middle of a game. Where they do that at? New York? That's where they do it. They do it in New York. Because I don't know them to do that anywhere else. The dude opt out of the season in the middle of a game. He told him, like, yo, I'm going home and I'm not playing. That's what he did. This is the team that I'm a fan of. I, I, I might have to switch. If my team is bad for a very, very, very long time, am I not allowed to leave my team? Okay, look, we haven't been bad, like, forever, right? Like, we've we've gotten to a couple World Series in the past two decades, actually. But it's the management of the team, man. About to sell the team again. This is going to be, like, the third owner in the past 15 years, I believe. Damn, Bernie Madoff. I think I'm going to start following the Yankees. I think that's what I'm going to do. If I, if I switch teams, but I stay in the same town, does it count? 
Anyway, moving on. <sighs> Getting into our final topic. Let's talk NCAA pushback. So apparently, there are a group of players, group of football players, different teams, teams that are members of the Pac-12. Um, apparently, there's been some talk and conversation regarding uh, demands, demands that the conference and the teams make sure that there is a safe environment for the players to arrive to to play the upcoming NCAA college football season. The players are finally realizing the power that they have and their ability to leverage that power. Leverage that power into these demands. College football is big business for a lot of these schools, a lot of these universities. Football makes a lot of money. For most of these campuses, Football supports the local economy of a lot of these schools, particularly in the South, but also out West in, in the Pac-12. So I think that this is amazing that the players are using their leverage, using their voice to voice their concerns and make change happen. Apparently, the Pac-12 commissioner, he has responded to the players. Um, he's wanting to meet them halfway. And I mean, this is this is a turn of the tide where you have a, a commissioner of a one of the power five conferences having a sit down, basically, to ensure that the players will have safe environments to arrive to once they arrive to their campuses. I, I think this is amazing. Well, that's a wrap. Let us know what you think of the show. Follow us on IG at best underscore of seven podcast or at Mizzy underscore Mike J. DM us. Until next time, be safe. Best of seven, out. Love.